0: Welcome, everyone, to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hiya, Pete.
1: Hey, Matt. Hey, everybody. It's Fantastic Geek's Resonant, bad seed,
0: Pete. You know, Pete, bad seed isn't just a S.H.I.E.L.D. term.
1: No, it is not. I, I prefer uh, bad influence, perhaps. Maybe that's your undue influence. At any, <laughs> any rate, today, we are here... Uh, podcasting analyzing agents of shield episode 112 entitled seeds and today's episode is brought to you by the boiler room
0: sounds like a fun place to go
1: it is it is
0: by the way not to jump to like later in the episode it's seeds plural so of course there's gonna be two bad guys
1: that has to be man
0: duh i suddenly feel dumb
1: Why do you feel dumb?
0: Because, I don't know, I just kind of bought into the whole like, oh, it's this guy who's the lonely nerd who's doing stuff for Quinn, and it's him by himself.
1: Right, and we'll get to this in the dossier. This This has become standard for Marvel storytelling within its cinematic and television universe is the misdirection of who we should suspect as far as bad guys are concerned. Anytime we're dealing with potentially secret identities and And tech and and things like that, and you know, you have to throw it around. It can't be one note. It can't be here's the guy in the black hat and he is bad. It's not that simplistic as far as storytelling, and that's really what Marvel has brought to the table as they've upped the ante um, as far as uh, the entertainment properties are concerned. And this
0: episode itself up to the ante. I mean, this was a heck of a solid episode. Fast paced, multiple stories, kind of, you know, one from the heart, one from the head. Just wonderful.
1: And being a couple weeks out from uh, sweeps as we are here, what are we going to say? Let's let's call it two and a half weeks from sweeps. The next uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode will air on Tuesday, February 4th. Um, So uh, we'll see three weeks till that episode. Um, we're, we're peaking at just the right time. Um, it was uh, rattling around in my head before tonight's episode even, okay, we're in episode 12. This would have been, had they not received the back end, the back nine order, their penultimate episode. So they would need to have been for, far enough in their development of their story arcs to know, all right, we're, we're going to be really moving forward at a trajectory to a point of closure heading into the 13th episode. And what do you know? We're going to get Stan Lee in the next episode. Uh, they're promising, you know, a, a game-changing uh, final act. So it literally is a finale within the season, within the beginning of the first Sweeps episode. <laughs> So, you know, everything is exploding. We got the uh, casting in the last 24 hours um, uh, that I saw through the wonderful Clark Gregg through Coulson on Twitter that uh, Bill Paxton will be joining uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Not just for one episode, but for four episodes.
0: At least four is how Entertainment Weekly puts it. Yes.
1: And, you know, I'm going to forward the idea right now. Um, this is not just a TV move. He will be Colson B in the films now. You're talking about somebody who's mm. who's done enough film work where he can also shoulder that burden that uh, Clark Gregg has, you know, uh, held up like a pillar over the first uh, seven, eight films. And um, I'm not going to go, uh, you know... Um, crazy and say that he's in Captain America, but I'm not gonna say it's not out of the realm of possibility that he could show up in that.
0: Well kind of also, I guess, around the horn for show news. Uh the ratings from last week uh initially had tied the series low, then they were up a point, which I think makes it a 2.1, 2.2, I think where it finally right. ended up. So not stellar, but I guess the good news is also above the series low. Um, A bit more important than that, though, is that uh, those very prickly and uh, hard-to-impress people at TV by the numbers uh, gave Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a 90% chance of renewal. You might say, well, how is that if the ratings are kind of on the low end? Well, they're always quick to say shows don't compete against each other. Uh, for renewal shows kind of compete against the other shows on the network and even then it's sometimes a cost thing you know like there's a variety at the end of the day a show competes against itself for renewal is it cost versus eyeballs versus the money that it's making does that make sense versus a brand new show that no one's ever heard of so uh, for tv by the numbers to say 90 percent at this point is you know everybody take a deep breath Right. Relax. We are OK. You and, know, and as we're,
1: we're okay. no surprise to us. Like we've been talking about it. It's not an if it's a when. And even the idea that it could come after the close of the season, although I think at this point, that's highly unlikely uh, that we'll hear about renewal well after the season that, you know, Clark Gregg and, and Ming-Na Wen w- would sweat one, uh, you know, bullet Uh, thinking about what they'll be doing next year, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the thing, too, out of uh, the, the ratings news is that we talk context. Traditionally, December and January are amongst your lowest watched serial TV times of the year because of the holidays, people leaving work, people coming back to work you know, settling back in for, you know, uh, the the regular year, as it were, et cetera, et cetera. So to come back, to, to give you, you know, these two new episodes where on a lot of schedules, you know, uh, first-run dramas are not back in January. Um, they hold back to February. We, we talked about the granddaddy of them all on several occasions, Walking Dead. And, you know, they give you the, the front eight and the back eight in their unique type of schedule for the cable audience as the most watched show on tv they can do that they can get away with it and um you know all of this portends very very well for where shield agents of shield is right now so with that matt let's head on into our debrief here lots to talk about tonight
0: good perfect timing because i have to go off on a rant about how the broadcast model needs to change which I'm sure nobody (laughs) nobody needs to hear right now so
1: like the clairvoyant I sensed it
0: (laughs) that you didn't you moved things out of the way so yeah I mean I want to say for my money this is my my most favorite episode so far wow Uh, I think that last week's episode obviously was a little bit more heartfelt or gave us resolution or whatever but as uh as oh shoot one of our one of our top twitter pals oh it's glenn curtis our, our, you know as glenn curtis said on twitter earlier today it's tough to get that image of colson uh you know on the table out of your mind and it's it's obviously a negative image intentionally so on the show's part but right. this was just this was fun this was giving us answers it was just you know it was fantastic pete and i fantastic with an f as opposed to dot <laughs> with a ph
1: Yes. And and what about Fantastic Geek, Matt? I think get that little piece of business out of the way there.
0: Well, just a reminder to everybody, head over to FantasticGeek com. You got links to the Agents of Shield podcast. You have uh, articles coming up. Every couple of days I've been writing a little bit about community. You shared some stuff about uh, you know, stuff in relation to the Fitzmonkey. Monkey. Uh there's links to uh links to some other goodies and whatnot. I don't wanna tire everybody everybody's ear out with uh with you know mentioning the other stuff we do but if you like this podcast definitely head over to fantasticgeek.com fantastic with a ph and uh you know see what uh see what's to your liking there
1: what's one thing Matt? they're definitely going to see there that you know helps us out a little
0: bit ah ah that's what you're setting me up for okay sorry i'm see i'm so excited i can't remember the thing we always try to try and kind of slide in in the beginning of an episode <laughs> which is you dear listener can help us With uh, the the various costs for the podcast, you can click on the PayPal link. Even a dollar goes a long way. And uh, heck, fantasticgeek.com was bought with some of the uh, the, the, uh, lovely and modest donations given to us by uh, some of our favorite listeners. So, uh, you know, that's that.
1: We can't do this without you, and we do this for you. So thanks again for all the uh, beyond generous help
0: yeah and I, I let me just mention just if we may digress on down this road one thing further i know some podcasts will mention oh this person gave this thank you this person gave that the people who get we don't want to turn this into like yes. all right guys just get to the talking about the freaking stuff the 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 people who have given they know how appreciative we are we we've done that in private but pete let's bring this back to the public arena let's bring this back to agents of shield Let's bring this back to tonight's wonderful episode. Where do you want to start?
1: Well, you know where they don't skimp, Matt, speaking of donations, is in the Shield Aquatic Center there, uh, (laughs) where we had a little uh, Shield skinny dipping ready to go down and great uh, opening teas, where uh, ultimately the uh, kid who would turn out to be the bad seed. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He wasn't the one who was uh, he was frozen. He was among them. Uh, right. Uh, Seth. You know? Seth. Uh, but the, the other boy um, gets uh, stuck in the freezing of the pool there. Um, one thing tonight did really well, and again, cutting against the grain of the scheduling time of year, they spent uh, a modest fortune uh, to, if you'll pardon the oxymoron there, um, on uh, effects tonight between storm stuff between the freezing effects between the bus doing its stuff uh late in the episode for the rescue um really the vortex yes the the polar vortex
0: which as was as was uh, noted by a few people on twitter oh that's why it was so cold yes you know uh, donnie caused the the vortex
1: (laughs) Yes. I mean, listen, when when Marvel has the resources of Disney to uh, draw upon, are we really that surprised when uh, 90 percent of the country was in the throes of, you know, zero degree wind chills as it was uh, last week?
0: (laughs) I'm certainly not surprised. (laughs) Oh, and coincidentally, uh, Pete, can you name the two states that uh, did not have freezing temperatures in them last week?
1: Uh, well, one is obviously tropical is-
0: Hawaii. What's the other one that old Disney dialed up and said, no, no, no?
1: I'm sorry. I didn't hear you.
0: Well, what was the other state other than Hawaii where Disney said, it shall not be cold here this week? Couldn't tell you. That would be Florida, Pete. Oh, yes. yes. Got to keep the Magic Kingdom nice and warm. Yes.
1: I was going to say, the, I know the one was just slightly north of T.E. there. Yeah. So. <laughs> But um, we, within the context of the, you know, and, and this had been teased out before and I'm glad that they they went to it, you know the uh, the shields Hogwarts here and we come to realize uh, quite a bit within the early stages of exposition of this episode that there are multiple um, specific shield um, divisional academies. This was the science, and tech academy versus the operations. Of course, there's a wonderful rivalry uh, established between the two of them. Um, Ward having graduated what he considers the toughest in the ops, which has the greatest washout percentage as opposed to the science and technical, uh, which, you know, you need a, at least one PhD to <laughs> even enter was a was a great uh line of exposition by uh gemma simmons there
0: and you know what the 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 notion yeah so many times in these action-oriented episodes ward being more experienced ward being the the solo agent uh, you know prior to his time with his team fitzsimmons being new to the field all of this has led to ward kind of being in a superior position and then they end up in in you know the uh the sci-tech uh academy and it's just Fitzsimmons there going, oh, "Hey, dummy!" You know, it was just—it was wonderful because they were on equal footing. It was just—it was marvelous, absolutely marvelous. Great. And you know, having been ten feet away from uh, from Miss Elizabeth Henstridge and being able to see that dazzling smile in person, it was just all the better to see it uh, to see it uh, on the screen.
1: And the more time that Fitzsimmons get. The, the greater this show becomes, you know, you know, you're going to get greatness with Colson. Okay. With Clark Gregg, uh, Ming-Na, uh, when it has been a television staple for, you know, nearly, uh, you know, 15 years between ER and this show. And now you're talking about, um, you know, developing these, you know, first time, uh, big time actors, in Fitzsimmons and Ward and Sky, and for them all to get that opportunity. But, you know, Fitzsimmons, they are the breakout stars of this show as far as being everybody's favorite and seeing the reception um, they got at New York Comic Con when we were near them. Um, and then in the panel presentation, you know, only underscores, you know, they're, they're writing for these actors at this point they're not writing for the characters anymore and that's where i think it really elevates the show um to find out from uh i I can assume that agent weaver is the dean of the science and technical academy here that Fitzsimmons, uh having uh, been brought back to consult at the academy um they are the uh they are the youngest students to have ever graduated this academy. I thought was a, was a wonderful detail as well. Okay, um, and the whole idea here that we see the um, the Wall of Valor, uh, Bucky uh, Barnes. His name is featured very prominently on that, and of course, you know those in the know will know uh, his name really shouldn't be on there. what yes hashtag spoiler pete uh that's going to be very much uh at the forefront of captain america the winter soldier and again what there is that fantastic with an f not with a ph uh fantastic synergy between what marvel is doing in your cinemas and on your tv screen
0: yeah it was a nice it was a nice little moment for the show to kind of um you know acknowledge well to acknowledge that I mean I think everybody you know everybody recognized that it was a nod toward uh Captain America too. and uh as you say I mean it, it, it didn't require some sort of oh I don't know massive synergistic moment it was just enough to say you know oh Bucky Barnes hey I've heard that story and it's you know hey we have two hey there's more to it and it's coming
1: Right. And the, the thing that this show does so well that I think a lot of uh, TV shows that draw from larger properties um, that have been successful do is that it invites, OK, you can go and run and you can Google Bucky Barnes or y- you can just let that settle in. It, it's not essential information, but there are going to be people who, who have come to watch this show that don't grip on to uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, who will, as a result of the show. And there's going to be that aha moment on April 4th when, oh, my goodness, I saw that. He was on the wall of hour, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it, it really one serves the other and vice versa in such a wonderful way right now. OK, our B story, we say B as if it's a, you know, a, a lesser uh, idea in this particular episode but our b story in this episode is colson and may on the trail of uh, Skye's parentage uh we have colson who at the beginning of the episode is shown uh viewing dead photos of himself which i thought was a phenomenal follow-up to the let me die uh moment uh in last week's episode with the um the robot working on his, uh, Mm. his brain there that was shown again in the, um, the previously on segment. And, uh, they're trying to track down here. Um, Avery. Okay. Who is the husband of the agent who was, uh, found with sky when she was, uh, recovered as a little girl, we'll talk much more deeply about that within our Level 7 segment. But it brings them to Mexico City. Uh, there's some intrigue there. We finally get the sharing of some secrets. You know, love the love the story level and then the figurative level of the dialogue this week, you know, about rooting out these secrets, um, not just the sky secrets. Some other secrets were unearthed as well, okay? and then the whole thing with uh you know the the seeds here um again at, on that figurative level uh you know not every seed you're ever going to plant is going to uh bear fruit or good fruit at that and you know the in a biblical sense you know sometimes you spread those seeds and some don't land in a place where they're ever going to grow and we see these uh science and technical um, academy students, some of them are out for scientific means and some of them are out to make a little moolah on the side, you know, pay off those PhD debts and uh, align themselves with some bad people, ultimately uh, winding up in our dossier segment, which we'll look at in a little bit.
0: It's like Zuckerberg was smart enough to go to Harvard and drop out. Uh, uh, Donnie is uh, smart enough to get a PhD, then get accepted into shield Academy and then want to drop out by cashing out with uh, Quinn. So uh, it's like two different levels of smarty pants there.
1: Absolutely. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, I looked briefly back in my notes for that earlier episode. Oh yes. We have seen Quinn before he was in uh, Oh yeah. episode one Oh three. Um, he was the guy that uh, brought sky to uh, Malta And they were looking into getting. um, Actually, he is connected with uh, the doctor who was sucked into the gravitonium. So I think that, again, it's all connected. Has been the hashtag. You know, we're gonna get graviton. I would say within uh, sweeps, we're we're gonna see him again. Really, I think so. I really. I mean.
0: I'm not disagreeing, I'm just thinking the flavor of that episode, which was so kind of like, ooh, they're gonna do a comic book origin story. Kind of at the end of it it was like, um, okay, that wasn't as good as some of the other original stuff. But again, maybe that's just step one and then step two is better.
1: There's no big, heavy I mean, listen, Claire the Claire of Wayne at this point would seem to be that, whether or not he and uh Graviton are the same person. I think remains to be seen. I don't know why you would ascribe uh you know ESP type of powers to somebody who from comic book lore has the ability to manipulate gravity. I, I think it's it's too inclusive. I think they definitely should be separate entities, maybe one serving the other or one to usurp the other, however it is. We don't have a comic book style bad guy yet at this point, superpowers and all. And I I think that's where we're going to peak in the, in the sweeps portion, the the February sweeps portion of our schedule here.
0: Well, speaking of which, uh, here's a quick little dip over to Wikipedia for blizzard parentheses. Comics Mm -hmm. blizzard is the name of several fictional characters, uh, published by Marvel comics, uh, Let's see. The second Blizzard, Donnie Gill, also appeared as a member of the Thunderbolts, a team of superheroes of reformed supervillains. So this very much was in retrospect an episode kind of in the ilk of um of uh the Graviton one where I'm sure people who knew the Donnie Gill connection from the word go immediately were saying, "Oh my goodness, it's Blizzard and so on and so forth." Right. Um so kudos to them to kind of making it a slightly less Uh, obvious comic book, you know, comic book connection.
1: So Matt, are you saying that Joss and Jed Whedon and uh, Marissa Tantoron have planted seeds that will sprout uh, a little later in the season? What? Well,
0: and then some of the seeds planted at the beginning of the episode came to fruition in this one. Like, you know, not to, not to, I don't think this is an earlier or or something we mentioned later, but I think that we very clearly got the signal that, the sky that you may not have appreciated in the first half of this season—that's done with. We're oh, done with that an, story arc. Some
1: some of us have appreciated Sky more than others.
0: <laughs> this is true. This is true. I I well, I mean, should, should we discuss that now, Pete, uh, or should we should we save it for a later segment?
1: Well, I mean, I, I think what's going on with her would apply a little bit more to level seven.
0: Uh, Let's save it. Let's save it. Yeah. Tease. You, you are, after all, the Agent Weaver of this podcast. Oh, thank
1: you. Thank you. Um, you know, the, the the stuff they find out about uh, Sky in this episode from uh, the Agent Weaver who is uh, still drawing air into his lungs is uh, vital. And, uh, you know, to, to get the nice little nod at the end that Agent L. Weaver winds up on the... Um, on the Wall of Valor was a, a, a nice coda here, given everything that happened. Um, but Matt, I am done with my debrief. Did you have anything you wanted to uh, potentially add?
0: Uh, I would say that that's just about it for me. I'm, I'm staring at these leather-bound dossiers here. I want to jump right in.
1: All righty. Well, first up here, let's, let's talk about our seeds. Good, bad, indifferent... OK, uh, we're, we're treated to uh, Donnie Gill, who, of course, you've linked up uh, with the character of Blizzard. And at the end of the episode, when we see him, he's running his finger across the glass there. And he now has the ability to manipulate cold air. We have uh, Seth, who uh, I do not have at this point a last name on uh, uh, the deceased. <laughs> Seed of uh, Seth, so Seth Seed, maybe Seed Seth. I, I don't know. Okay, uh, not gonna, not not gonna be in any further episodes. How about that? <laughs> All right, and then we had another uh, character who I'm not convinced we couldn't see again. Um, Callie Hannigan, the pool playing, tough talking, uh, sandbox uh, level six, sweating, uh ward talking uh gal featured there in the boiler room yo.
0: One of the games I'm enjoying playing is take you know and I i tend to go quite spoiler free as the listeners know, but you can't escape headlines like Bill Paxton will be in the show. I don't think that's exactly spoilery. Um more kind of casting news. But um one of the games I'm enjoying playing is the notion that they are adding either in a recurring or a full-time nature uh two characters to the team uh, apparently between now and the end of the you know uh, end of the season so it's kind of this fun game of Ooh, is this going to be, is this going to be it? Hey, will it be Donnie? Okay. Donnie's the baddie. Will it be the one that you just mentioned? You know, it will be Bill Bill Paxton. Like, where is this going to come from? Is it going to be some sort of organic thing of, Hey, it's, you know, Bill, the mechanic who's been around for a couple episodes. Oh, now he's promoted because of X, Y, Z. Um, as I say, it's just a fun little game to play.
1: Definitely. Definitely. The thing we come to learn about Donnie who, you know, I, I love the way they ran the misdirection and the distraction, um, you know, as, as Coulson referred to it with, with May talking more than ever uh, on their uh, side adventures, is that we came back to the initial person we might have suspected, at least as far as involvement with the Frozen uh, Pool uh, stunt there at the beginning. Come to find out he has trouble communicating with anyone uh, that has an IQ, IQ lower than 170 genius level there. Okay.
0: We know what it's like, Pete. What's that? We know what that's like.
1: Yes. Um, and uh, sorry. I was having trouble communicating with you there for a second. <laughs> uh, you, you know, uh, and the, this wonderful, if brief um, bond that he forges with, uh, Fitz, very similar in nature, both young, both introverts. Okay, and unfortunately, Fitz unwittingly helps this wunderkind, uh, You know, power his uh, his devices here that he shouldn't be keeping secret, and his big ideas. Well, these aren't my big ideas. That he's he's got a much bigger. Goals and aspirations that we've learned there. The connection is made with uh, with Quinn as far as a potential buyer, and Seth is really the point man there. And now, of course, that Seth is out of the picture, um, forget the technology. I think it's going to be Donnie Gill, who is going to be somebody that um, Quinn is going to seek as far as an acquisition.
0: It certainly uh it certainly was a complex episode on the baddie front. Um No doubt. Dis- despite the fact that as it has been pretty reliable, here we are at the halfway mark, um at eight thirty five, the grand reveal that, you know, the quiet kid is the bad guy. Um which so oftentimes seems to be the case that we get, you know, halfway through the episode they switch from the one direction to the other. Uh but still it was an effective um effective switcheroo
1: yes and i i think too matt um it it could be far more simplistic and that's where the show would go wrong to to make it the black hat the bad kid who doesn't belong there etc etc
0: he wears a hoodie
1: exactly okay maybe even some you know feign or forced idea of Of school violence that in the year 2014 could certainly be referenced. They don't take the easy bait, and I credit the writers and the producers immensely for not falling victim to that trap here. Instead, this is a sympathetic bad guy who now finds himself, forget the intellectual um, powers that he has, he now finds himself with other powers that that's going to be the conflict where the intellect tells him I shouldn't do this this is dangerous this is wrong and where the hubris tells him well forget what I know look at what I can do he is now Matt he has become an 084
0: Ooh. by the way I do have a note here that earlier on in the episode Fitz says to Donnie it's not your fault Donnie which after that I wrote unless it is so there is that slight bit of foreshadowing there. I don't think it was enough to really tip the hand, but um, yes, indeed, Donnie now has become the O eight four, the the mysterious unknown. And uh, I mean, I, I, Pete, I think we can we can only uh, assume and agree that he'll be back before the end of the before the end of the season, particularly since we now have the return of Quinn. Kind of as a you know uh, an anti Stark, if you will, right. uh, Quinn is connected to the uh, to the uh, the clairvoyant hashtag. It's all connected. So I don't know why this you know rogue blizzard type guy wouldn't uh, you know wouldn't meet up with Quinn, Quinn with the clairvoyant as we head towards uh, some sort of clairvoyant resolution by the end of the season.
1: Definitely, you know I I think it bears mentioning, Matt. We we talk about and uh, you know. Last I count, you know the the fantastic geek Twitter handle has received about infinity retweets and favorites <laughs> on uh, the the tweet sent out tonight about the fact that uh, ABC wants everybody to know that this is in is in no way the Iceman character that is owned right now by uh, Fox Corporation.
0: Yeah, and for anybody can for anybody who hears that and goes, but wait, it's a Marvel character. Well, the film rights have been signed away, uh, you know, were signed away a long time ago to Twentieth Century Fox for everything in the X-Men universe. Um Twentieth Century Fox also does Fantastic Four. They have those rights and all the characters connected to that. Uh then of course Spider-Man to Sony Pictures. So Somebody on Twitter was like, Oh, it's gonna be Iceman. And it's like, no, it's not gonna be Iceman. Oh, I think it's gonna be Iceman. It is legally prohibited <laughs> from being Iceman. Marvel Studios, the company behind this show, does not own the right the the, the te- film and television rights to that character, period. There would be a lawsuit tomorrow and Marvel would lose. Right. Um
1: and when Matt, uh the great Clark Greg takes to Twitter to retweet how to tweet. <laughs> of that you know you are in the right way my notes here will even reflect that i further referred to before the blizzard uh revelation here um you know talking uh during the course of our conversation here i referred to him as ice guy or frost dude so you didn't
0: even want to risk perhaps 20th century fox suing you for writing down ice man
1: Listen, I I, I have been a full-time journalist in the past where my notes are not subpoenaable. Uh, However, uh, working here, uh, they could be. And fearing the uh, long arm of Fox's uh, lawyers, in no way was I going to put that down in writing, baby.
0: So you just need to have the space there so then it's a a Top Gun reference, you know, Ice Man.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Hope everybody heard (laughs) that. I just did, which yes, is Tom Cruise yeah, biting. It, I did in a rather familiar way towards uh, towards Val Kilmer. We'll show with that, Pete. What is next?
1: Let's get into our level seven segment here, and I'm going to start with the talk. Ooh. They talk about the talk that happens at the um, science and technical academy, which for. My money was never followed up as to what that talk was. I think that was purposely left open-ended. But the talk that we got between May and Colson about other matters that they were following up on in Mexico City was the idea here that we've known for some time and Colson has been made aware of that uh, May and Ward are uh, shacking up.
0: I was a bit surprised, however uh, appreciative of the fact that May put it so frankly. Well actually um,
1: Word's been putting it, but <laughs> um
0: The fact that May stated it to her to her boss of sorts, to her equal of sorts, to her fellow grown-up of sorts, you know. That, that this has been going on. Um, what was the line of...
1: too? Because it was just, it was a line before they jumped out of Lola to chase Avery down the alley there. There, there was a line.
0: Well, Pete, I I I normally am so chased on on the various podcasts. Indeed, a number of times I'm looking back at Lost. I, I came with the phrase brassiere and pantaloons in an attempt to, to hide my blushing. But I think May's direct quote was like, Ward and I are having sex.
1: No, 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 that I know. But colson made an acknowledging line, and then they ran after.
0: Uh, oh, I, I didn't think he made. Any, I thought it was just like she said it, and he said, "There he is," and then ran out of the car.
1: No, there was there was some line. I I it happened so quickly. I I didn't get to write it down. I was so taken aback that she told him. I was kind of waiting at the end of the episode for a. Uh, I knew. You know, uh, but Mm. again, where the the show could be predictable in that sense, it wasn't in that Coulson said, I trust you. It's okay. I I know that, you know, you're you're doing this and I know that, you know, the cost of secrets, knowing what I'm going through. Um, So Coulson's trust and his faith in May makes her the perfect foil on the team for him
0: particularly since i mean you're dealing with two spies here you're telling me the two spies can't meet up in a hotel without everybody else figuring it out and i know that at the conclusion of their one liaison that we saw i think it concluded as simply as like now you go get back to your room because i'm going to leave this room in five minutes and we can't walk out together or something kind of you know rather um mundane like that but still i have every confidence that they could keep it uh keep it uh, on the down low, as the cool kids say.
1: I really liked, too, the banter between May and Coulson. You know, May essentially, in the course of the conversation, giving him a blueprint to uh, get away. You know, hey, if you wanted to leave, uh, you know, you, you, you could drop into one of those uh, many uh, Spanish-speaking countries uh, where where you could get along and colson again humorously but dryly pointing out well it's just vacation spanish and uh <laughs> you know that um they've changed my memories have they changed more um yeah. but he's tired of the secrets and that's where she came with the uh the admission that she'd been with uh ward and that i mean it's It's not a breach of trust. It is a breach of etiquette. However, it seems to be that's where Melinda May is at her best. And that's where, as we get closer and closer to the events of Captain America, the Winter Soldier, where the threat is going to be within S.H.I.E.L.D., to see that its best and its brightest are capable of going rogue to be slightly cliche there for a moment, is hopeful. It's not a by-the-book operation. You know, we've seen Agent Victoria Hand, we've seen some of the other agents uh, that have been featured in the Marvel one-shots, and some of whom have wound up in the films proper, um, the Avengers and and Thor. And, you know, the, the rift has been sown, and now it's just a question of the, the, the seams flying apart over the next couple of months.
0: Well, and I think it also informed this episode nicely in that, um, forgive me, Pete, the, the guy that they were chasing Mexico city, that what was his name? Avery, Avery, agent Avery. Yeah. Um, the idea that may, is a, uh, the implication towards the end in my mind was that may is like, hey you could be in trouble let's take you into shield for protective custody and you know which seems to be protocol and makes sense and colson is the one that says no I'm not going to be safe you know like the implication is don't trust shield to keep you safe as you say don't trust shield period you've been on your own for these 20 years you keep doing what you've been doing and right. and you know shield will be none the wiser
1: i mean listen that a company man like colson is in possession of the knowledge now that shield has been crossing off erasing its own agents to protect information you know this is this is highly topical this is the nsa this is snowden you know this is the year 2013 14 and the real world atrocities and events absolutely coming to the forefront in our drama that was written beforehand, obviously influenced by the current events as they take place in real time. Um, but it's almost like, did they know ahead of time? Did they know Snowden was coming? Did they, did they know these things were going to happen? Again, it's, it's perfectly um, synergistic with our real world.
0: Well, Pete, now that you've mentioned Snowden twice over our Skype connection, I'd like to <laughs> welcome in the, uh, the special agent from the NSA or perhaps Homeland yeah. Security who's listening in. We respect your job. Our other- and now, back to the podcast.
1: <laughs> yes. What's that? Indeed. We, we, we don't uh, discriminate in terms of our audience. And again, you know, our, our podcast is an open book.
0: That's uh, right. And and if you too federal agent would like to go to fantasticgeek.com <laughs> and click on the uh the donate button to for PayPal, we would welcome that as well. Yeah. As long as it's not funny money from some bad country, mind you.
1: Yes. Latvia or one of those. <laughs> so, uh, new new Liechtenstein. Uh, but the idea here uh that ultimately the show circles around and and pinpoints that we've been looking at and we've known for some time was coming was, you know, who and what is Sky, And for the very first time now, we have this idea uh, introduced in our second episode, 084, that she is an 084. She is an object of unknown origin as a person of unknown origin. We've been speculating whether Agent May was her mother because of the you know vaguely asian uh nature of uh you know sky's ethnicity um i don't think that idea has completely gone away uh where what
0: could, could i speak to something yeah, on that sure, point Sure, sure. There, there was somebody on twitter who who uh well it doesn't matter who it is there's somebody on twitter who basically said well of course may isn't uh sky's mother sky doesn't look Anything like May? I think it is worth pointing out, uh, as indeed I did. I, I initially had gotten the country wrong, but Chloe Bennett, who plays Sky, is herself half Chinese and half Jewish, so she very well could be half Asian because she's half Asian. I would say she doesn't look particularly, you know, striking. I was, I was, um, I was a tad surprised to hear that, but I think it's, it's certainly once you kind of know that, you go, oh yes, yeah, she does kind of have Asian. Uh, and, uh, and Caucasian features to her. So yeah. just wanted to point that out for anybody who wasn't, uh, wasn't, well, who maybe didn't quite, quite note that in Chloe Bennett's face.
1: Definitely. And, you know, despite the fact of being found in, in the Hunan province there of um, China and protected by agent Linda Avery, uh, who, you know, uh, the other Agent Avery uh, is, is the husband of and, you know, uh, discovered clutching um, the 084, clutching Skye, the baby girl who was then hidden in the orphanage and moved throughout foster care, resulting in Sky's unique ability to blend in and her extroverted nature and everything there, um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the idea that I still think May is in some way involved and, you know, that is not to be stereotypical and, well, she's Asian and she must be the mom of Sky. I just think.
0: How many Asians could there really be?
1: <laughs> I believe there's a few. <laughs> Billion. But anyway, um, she's you know may May the type of agent matt (laughs) you know she does what she wants she follows her gut and who's to say that there hasn't that may hasn't had a role in the hay with an alien and gotten some alien dna
0: i'm sticking by i'm sticking by what i said that there is not a palpable uh may sky connection certainly i don't think that may is sky's uh sky's mother what i will tell you about sky though pete as i alluded to earlier was i really felt like um the sky the old sky the sky that we met back in in the pilot i really 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 felt like her story ended here tonight i think that um colson kind of recapping those events recapping sky's off-screen life i think that that really was a signal to the audience that last week we got the colson payoff this week it's the end of the sky that 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 many of us many of those in the audience were not uh, uh particularly enamored with welcome to the second half of the season i feel like that was kind of the signal there that Alright, we've gotten some feedback. We've made some adjustments to the show, which maybe we're gonna get made anyway, whatever, whatever it is, boom. You got a Colson answer, boom, the who is Sky and what is her thing? We've wrapped that up to a large degree. Obviously, one mystery, one answer now begets another mystery, but I really felt like now we're shifting into second gear. Welcome to the second half of the season.
1: Well, it's the influence of a May on a Colson, particularly in the contrary, when May says you can't tell Sky, and then Coulson tells Sky, which was edited superbly in that, okay, we're not going to have the scene where what we already know is repeated. It's started. It's the the voiceover fades out. Um, you know, you you get the Bear McCreary poignant, you know, uh, music. Okay. And then the whole idea of the story ending and the story starting um, simultaneously intercut with um, Sky checking out uh, Agent L. Ward's name on the Wall of Valor. um, And Donnie Gill realizing, you know, hey, I can suddenly make my fingertip freeze the uh, glass here, which I, I couldn't just become. And then the multi, multi textured idea of who have you become for Sky, for Donnie and for Agent Phil Coulson
0: yeah i mean it certainly was was a well scripted episode it also was well shot particularly when colson is confessing all of that we start with a very slow push into him almost imperceivable imperceivable um then it kind of mirrors with uh the the coverage they have on sky then the zoom in speeds up a little bit for colson speeds up for sky and it's just it kind of speaks to that overwhelming bit of information that he's sharing and then as you say when it becomes simple rehash. They they let uh, McCreary plays the scene, to borrow a, f- a phrase from another show and another uh, composer. In another- um, because we don't need to hear that. We just need to see the emotion.
1: And, um, you know, just the last bit from me for level seven tonight, as far as Sky is concerned, and I want to make one other point that I think works in service of that. So clearly Sky has... Uh, this if not extraterrestrial nature um, a supernatural uh, origin um, I I have to ask the question is she a Skrull is she um, a member of an alien race that essentially pulls a body snatcher maneuver and infiltrates both S.H.I.E.L.D. and humanity and leads to all sorts of uh, you know, problems and conflict within the Marvel comic universe to this point. There was conjecture that before we knew uh, the Avengers bad guys other than Loki, you know, who was Loki partnering with? Was that the Skrull, et cetera, et cetera? Were the Shatari ch- standing in for the Skrull, yada, yada? Could she be a Skrull, Matt?
0: Uh, I would like to say. No
1: scrawls. Um, Sky, scrawl. I don't know, man. You don't. Want um, scrubs. I know that, and our listeners know that about indeed. You. Um, but you know, Pete. Pete wants a scrawl.
0: It very well could be, although I don't think I don't think you're going to get that scroll. Well, as, I, I, as much as I hate to say it,
1: we'll we'll have to see. Um, tangentially name checked within the course of this episode were the organizations of Hydra. Okay.
0: Ah, uh, yes, yes.
1: The Red Skulls, um, you know, organization within, uh, you know, the context of uh, Nazi Germany. The uh, slipped in between Hydra and AIM, two longtime uh, comic bad guy uh, pseudo corporations and agencies centipede I, I was kind of aghast that uh simmons would would name check an a, an entity just discovered by our heroes on this like wait what's your clearance we, we, we're talking to a bunch of level three uh scrubs in here and, and she throws <laughs> that out or, or level zeros or whatever they are when they're at the academy um what say you match Um,
0: I think at the end of the day, you have to bend to it being a wink to the audience first. Um, also, I mean, I think, look, if if the bar is you need at least one PhD to get in to shield, uh, shield Academy, this is a lot different than your really bright 16 year old. And, you know they they scoop you up either for athletic skills or mental skills you know they they scoop you up with a nice uh, scholarship offer at 17 and say hey son come learn to be a man here these are people who could do very very well sticking with the one phd and entering into blank you know becoming professors or doctors or researchers uh we're given this impression that they are all the best of the best i mean my goodness you know 170 iq and all that stuff so Uh, I think there's enough wiggle room to say, well, of course, you know, level zero is, you know, level 22 for the FBI, that kind of thing. Right, right. Doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother me.
1: Well, Matt, in our secret scene tonight, you know, our our final scene of the episode, um, we had Coulson call up Ian Quinn and uh, make a uh, non-threatening threat as only Phil Coulson can do. To wit, Quinn tells him that the clairvoyant says hello. Matt, in our decrypted transmissions tonight, who has said hello to us?
0: Well, f- to start things off, we have a, a, an email that uh, came last Friday from our pal in the UK, Ian, uh, who actually sent us two emails. So I'll share uh, some of uh, some of what he said right now. He said... Uh, as you already know, the UK broadcaster Channel 4 has decided to hold back on new episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. until, until February. Uh, this is usually so they can show episodes in an uninterrupted run without breaks, as the US viewers get. Side note, Pete, uh, given that it, it, it will only end up being two episodes in January, I don't know that that. I mean, it's. I'm sure he and our other British and Irish listeners. Uh would have loved to get these episodes, you know, in the same week, but the fact that's only two episodes as opposed to four, that's you know, a little bit better. Um, I'm in the UK, uh, as I'm in the UK, that would leave me completely out of the loop. So I decided to drop out of the system and find my own path to the magical place, which I say, uh, well, <laughs> bravo there. Um, let's... <laughs> and speaking of the episode The Magical Place, he mentions that he loved the episode and addressed a lot of the criticisms that he had heard about the previous episode uh, in a way uh, in a way, it's a shame that they had to be split, uh, but there were answers and developments aplenty plenty in the episode that certainly kept me happy. Uh, he goes on to say this uh, episode, which I think you know again, he's referring to last week's episode, but I think it also applies to this week. Um, put things right back in the Marvel Cinematic Universe um and Ian goes on to say I've said before that this was the main reason for the show's popularity and now I realize that the link is also the show's biggest problem uh mm-hmm. what I mean by this is uh that the casual viewer will expect it to be a new Marvel movie every week and it simply can't be because of the restrictions of episodic television um I'm okay with this uh, as I know we will get huge chunks of MCU action and story interspersed um uh with with the day-to-day lives of being shield agents as long as there's a balanced uh delivery of story it's something i look forward to so certainly a uh a uh, nice little message there and then he followed up with it uh, a little bit later he said hot off the presses uh the twitter presses marvel uk literally just tweeted that it'll be march when agents of shield returns to the uk with no specific date so that's kind of even more disappointing for uh, our pal ian in the uk uh, Pete, I know we've discussed this a little bit with with other shows. I know you're not uh, a fan of the Downton Abbey, et cetera. Um, or...
1: yeah, it's it's something that yeah. you know. I'm gonna make some time at some point to to get into that. It's not in my usual genres, uh, right? You know, and 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 Matt, you're like three quarters British or or English or or whatever that is over there. Anyway
0: uh indeed there is a cultural connection but it goes both ways across the atlantic that some of these shows that we should in my opinion be getting day and date uh we don't for reasons that make sense to the local uh i don't want to say content provider but the local content purveyor and you know i could go you know 10-15 minutes blabbing about that bottom line is here you have ian Who's a fine, upstanding citizen who loves himself his geek TV. He's part of the zeitgeist. He's tweeting about it. He's helping out podcasters like us with their logo and whatnot. And for the guy to keep up in the conversation internationally on the show, he's got to dip into, as he said, the magical place, which you know we all know is bending. Wah-wah. Yeah, bend, bending things, so. <laughs>
1: Which, you know, all right, I, I get the idea that, that nobody wins from in that, you know, the advertisements um, you know, may not transfer what what's done domestically and what's done internationally, and then the idea that, you know, we're not giving the ratings and everything there, but, you know, you, you open up the uh, Pandora's box of, you know, episodic series tv and and wanting to see it and then you know to delay it in other places I'm, I'm not talking about you know when it finds syndication or anything like that or or when it gets into you know third tier markets you know it's amazing that in 2014 tv still works that way
0: yeah and i'm I, when i say day and date maybe i should should amend that slightly it, if it suits a broadcaster because there's some great British show on Tuesday nights to have S.H.I.E.L.D. on on a Friday as it is in the U.K., fine, at least at least make it the same week. Right. Um, I, I admit to you, you know, if it was this issue of, you know, like you need to change the commercials to something locally, so you need to have a little bit of turnaround time to be able to punch those in or whatever, sure. But the fact that the episode we saw last week isn't going to be seen in the U.K. until March is just a great way to lose a bunch of British... Viewers, in my opinion,
1: could not agree more. And you know, I, I think again, in the Netflixing of TV and this idea, and again, in different territories, what they offer is going to be dissimilar as well. You know, borders really shouldn't exist as, as far as content is concerned.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you mentioned Netflix when the Marvel shows, uh, it's there you know when they get there to netflix uh starting with daredevil next uh next year it's going to be the same day i mean i assume they'll start you know midnight in california or something like that Like, you know probably the u.s will get a little head start or it'll be you know midnight california time but internationally you, you know so that might be the next day or you know that will be what eight hours into the day in the morning you know th- that morning in the uk but right. bottom line is when we go to bed, when Ian goes to bed on that day on the calendar, regardless of our uh, of our um, you know time zone, we'll be able to watch it within twenty four hours of each other and have the conversation online and all that. But speaking of the conversation, Pete, should we keep the Agents of Shield podcast by Fantastic Geek conversation going? Yes. Well, let's see, Johnny R on Twitter, that's Johnny R31S, uh, said, uh, it took a few episodes to get going, but now there's no stopping it, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: No, I, I completely agree, and, you know, the, the fierceness of the piece, I think, is is standing out more and more the deeper we get into it.
0: Uh, we also heard from The Biz Arts, that's with a Z, aka will bisgrove on twitter <laughs> he said the bucky barnes wall of valor reference was a nice touch i thought and i think we agreed as well yes um our uber brainy pal i mean if anybody's going to be the leader with his big brain <laughs> it is of course mike Sorensen. Warcry underscore 75 on twitter a couple of tweets from him here first he says i have the feeling the colson's not going to let that comment that about the sexy times uh, passed so easily no. um indeed i think that it was it was a passive wall that he put up to say i trust you what does that mean if may messes this up then what has she lost she hasn't been what are you doing mr it's you just lost my trust <laughs> which is huge
1: for certain um and um you know the, the, that remark again you know. It, you can't, despite the fact that I'm DVRing the show as I'm watching it, things are happening so fast, to reference the earlier comment there. I, I can't go back and, and listen for one line, unfortunately. And, you know, Matt, you've seen my notes. I've tweeted out pictures of my notes. Um, I take copious notes so that we can refer to this. And and that's just the, the scribe in me. And it, it's the one thing... I missed tonight and it's it's killing me as far as what he said. But it was a double entendre as far as <laughs> acknowledging, you know, May and Ward being together and OK, let's go get this bad guy or who we assume was a bad guy.
0: I look forward to you tweeting that uh, to update everybody because I, I remember that scene differently. Yes. Anyhow, also from Mike Sorensen, he says, no one on this show believes in telepathy, telekinesis, etc., but Sky will be revealed as a technopath before the season's end. So that's I, a prediction I, there. Again,
1: uh, fairly insightful. Um, you know, I, I don't have a ton of, um, you know, background information on the scroll, but, you know, could it be possible that they're going to hybrid that I. Idea here and bring in her technical savvy. I mean, look, we we have a freshman drama on CBS that uh, the cancellation there is hoping to eat uh, by the end of April, early May. In intelligence, where a guy has a microchip in his brain uh, who was last stranded on an island with a bunch of other people. So to think that maybe she can manipulate technology with her mind—that idea is out there creatively. <laughs>
0: This is true. Uh, didn't he used to be called the Six Million Dollar Man? Anyway. I
1: believe-
0: um, <laughs> uh, We also had a tweet from uh, Anne. that's uh, Sci-Fi Geek NJ. She asks, shouldn't Coulson be on the Wall of Valor? Which, Pete, I think is actually a good question. I mean, obviously we didn't get a great look at the wall, but... Um,
1: also, he wasn't really visible by, you know... What I'm going to refer to as civilians within the the structure of SHIELD, you know, essentially students. Okay. For all intents and purposes for most of SHIELD, because remember, you know, Ward, oh, you're a level six. Oh yeah, Colson died on. The mission of uh, the Battle of New York. Welcome to level seven, sucker. And, you know, a bunch of level, you know, uh, zero and a half noobs here. Um, they don't know he's he's alive, so why isn't his name on there? Now, we know he's not a science and tech guy. Is he on the other Wall of Valor at the other agency? This was not S.H.I.E.L.D universiti proper this was not mother shield universiti shield you this was one of the technical academies
0: there was a little discussion about that on twitter and my understanding was that every every shield installation or every shield academy has the same wall certainly other people on twitter had the impression that the sci-tech people have the sci-tech wall the ops people have the ops wall and there's probably you know the the super secret wall so in, in yeah, fury's office or the something. invisible
1: wall which doesn't square with bucky because bucky isn't a sci-tech dude at least as far as the exposure we've been given there he would be more which
0: all the more reason to support what i think is the proper reading of the situation which is that it um which is that every field location or every, certainly every Academy has the same wall. So everybody can, you know, you can be in SciTech or you can be in, you know, the Milan headquarters, and you can say, ah, oh, yes, let's take a moment for the, you know, the the 96 people who have given their lives to shield, you know, in, in the service of the greater cause, blah, blah, blah.
1: Well, what does a winter soldier need with technology that would freeze you anyway?
0: indeed moving on pete uh mike sorenson again notes something that that many people on twitter did he says holy crap this tv show's production is dedicated so a little polar vortex humor there uh we also here we get to this discussion about the the ops wall from jungle fritz jungle underscore fritz um he says colson should be on the ops wall shouldn't he and then um you know, there was a little bit of back and forth. I stated my point of view, and he uh, he stated his, et cetera. So I guess no no solid answer there, but I'm sticking to what I say.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree.
0: Um, Starting to wrap things up here from Drama Queen Holmes. That's Holmes as in Sherlock. Every episode keeps getting better and better. I never want it to end. And uh, we also hear from Amelia Bates. Uh, who says, uh-oh, no good comes from hearing the clairvoyant's name.
1: No, it does not.
0: And lastly, Pete, kind of in a, in a nice circle here, the last comment from our first Agent of the Week before we announce this week's Agent of the Week, our pal Michelle, our Alcapel Michelle, uh, says, good episode, aside from super special sparkly sugar bunny sky, <laughs> Glarg.
1: I, which I'm, I, I'm still not seeing it i i don't get the sky hate i think chloe bennett has proved herself um both theatrically and as far as this character is concerned um she's a major part of this show will she always be a major part of this show i'm not wholly convinced of that because i think In a show called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there can be a revolving door. They continue to tease that she has not been to S.H.I.E.L.D. Hogwarts. She will eventually go. She will wind up or they will develop a situation where, you know, a la Wesley, she will study on the ship, on the bus for a little bit before she winds up, you know, being written into uh, or written off. Uh, Well,
0: there's actually a connection, and it involves the show that airs opposite. NCIS stars Mark Harmon. Mark Harmon starred in the movie...
1: Summer School?
0: Summer School, (laughs) which is where Sky is going to go this summer. Uh, Oops, there aren't any episodes then. So they come back in September and go, wow, I'm glad that Skye finished whatever enough to get her assigned to field homeschool here on the bus or something like that and look and there's going to be uh, occasional visiting professors like the return of Bill Paxton and special guest star Whoopi Goldberg you know whatever it is
1: yes she will uh she will come back from the uh summer hiatus uh with a new haircut and uh and a diploma
0: a hair pulled back in a ponytail wearing smart suit pants flats and uh and a blazer
1: yes that
0: well with that pete let's now announce our agent of the week somebody whose thought-provoking comment earlier uh certainly uh, got the ball rolling certainly was an interesting uh question and that goes to sci-fi geek nj also known as laurianne and uh Laurieann, we will be in touch to send you your uh agents of shield podcast by fantastic geek button which i have right here ready to go we'll send that out soon after we've been in touch and uh exciting news for laurianne our latest agent of the week
1: congratulations it's nice to see it stay in uh, new jersey as far as agent of the week is concerned um, broadcasting, we broadcasting from coastal New Jersey here.
0: Indeed. But of course, Pete, our voices and our our internet persona can be heard around the world. How can people get in touch with you, Pete?
1: Well, Matt, 1,922 people can't be wrong. You can find me on Twitter at Peter P-I-E-T-E-R J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R
0: and if you'd like to say hello to uh, me on my personal Twitter account, I am looking back lost. If you'd like to be in touch with the podcast, you can tweet at FantasticGeek. That's fantastic with the pH. You can send an email to fantasticgeek at gmail.com and leave a comment on fantasticgeek.com as well. Uh, lastly, you can be like last week's agents of shield or agent of the week, rather, winner, uh, by calling our google robots none of which ever perform brain surgery you can call 732-707-1815 you can call 24 7 you can leave your message with those google robots and we will play it on the podcast assuming you're not sweary or racist or both
1: yes that's where
0: we draw the line
1: <laughs> sweary racist contact
0: <laughs> yes that will be yes anyhow so with that pete i will say adios to one and all and i look forward now the time has come pete what is your what is your final word
1: the clairvoyant told me to say hello